Now I wanna bring in our first guest, Matt Weller, Global Head of Research at Forex.com and City Index to talk the currency market. Matt, great to have you on the show here. Look, let's, let's be honest, I think every first question has to go with the dollar because that is a screamer of a product to say the least. I, I know you have some views and some thoughts on it. Why don't I open it up to you? What are you looking at it when it comes to the US dollar here? Yeah, I think the US dollar is probably the biggest story in global markets right now. We're in the midst of earnings season, so that's drawing some attention away. But the US dollar is, of course, the world's reserve currency, and it is on an absolute tear. If we look at some of the numbers, the US dollar index is testing its 20-year high around the 103 level. And just this month alone has risen more than 5%. That would be the biggest one-month move in more than a decade. So we're really seeing some strong moves in the greenback. That's primarily driven by expectations for tightening policy from the Federal Reserve. And that's going to have big implications across all global markets, especially when we get past earnings season and traders are adjusting to uh to, to look for the next storyline and uh, identifying how much the dollar has really moved of late. Now, we, we've been kind of talking about where is the movement coming from and what continues to keep pushing up the dollar. I guess as I'm looking at it, obviously, it seems to be the safety haven move, but this also is impacting other global uh, currencies. And I know, for example, I would always, I used to always think the yen is where a flight to safety would be happening as well, but we're not seeing that sort of occur here. As you're looking at it, how are you seeing the dollar here impacting the yen, for example, as one of those other currencies? It's, it's sort of the, uh, when it comes to the yen and the Bank of Japan, it's sort of the opposite situation that we saw back in the, the 80s with uh, Paul Volcker here in the U.S. Essentially, uh, and we just had a Bank of Japan meeting last night, mm -hmm. the BOJ is trying to weaken the yen in order to stimulate inflation, and it's doing so aggressively. I think the market has been skeptical toward moves like this from the Bank of Japan uh, in the past, but now we're seeing it, it's a very serious central bank uh, as, as we were talking about earlier, the Bank of Japan, uh, for the third time now, has vowed to buy unlimited bonds in order to try to cap the rate on the 10-year JGB at 0.25%, and the market's buying it. The, the yen's at a 20-year low against the U.S. dollar, and with no prospect of interest rates rising anytime soon, with the Bank of Japan still aggressively easing, it seems like this inflation uh, epidemic, if you will, that's taken over much of the developed world is not reaching the shores of Japan. So that's a, a runaway freight train of a trend and one that could perhaps continue uh, now that we're breaking below some key levels on the yen. So, so Matt, when you look at the, the yen there, do, do, does that flight to safety sort of exit in many ways, that bid, does that end up here in the US dollar? I mean, I, I, we're gonna to to talk some other currencies, but it, it feels like that would have a big potential bid into the dollar. If you're saying myself, if you used to go between those two and now you have one choice, it feels like the dollar is the only choice there. Absolutely. It, it, with the Bank of Japan saying, essentially, we are very determined to weaken the value of our currency. The other safe haven in the Forex market that you didn't mention is often the Swiss franc. Yep. But with an ongoing military conflict very close to Switzerland, I think that's uh, taking some of the shine or the luster off of that safe haven trade. So it's really all flowing to the dollar, which is also catching a bid from the increasingly aggressive Federal Reserve. So it's really a perfect storm for U.S. dollar strength. And we're seeing that being reflected in the market.
So let's stay in Europe here and let's specifically go to the euro because to me that's been an interesting one to watch as well. Again, the dollar strength has resulted in continued European weakness. I know we've talked about when is the ECB going to start to step in? When do we see interest rate hikes, et cetera? What is it you're seeing when you're looking at that, that euro right now? So as we mentioned, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine is having big implications for the energy markets as well when it comes to Europe. Uh, we, we saw the headlines from, uh, from Russia and, and not um, exporting uh, natural gas to Europe unless it's paid for in rubles. That is raising energy prices in Europe and the falling euro relative to the US dollar, which is used to denominate natural gas prices is, is exacerbating that price rise. And I think that has big implications for the European Central Bank if it sees uh, consumers struggling, maybe even the European economy tipped toward recession due to these rising energy costs, the ECB is going to be much more timid about raising rates than, for example, the Federal Reserve. And as a result, we're seeing markets price in only about one or two interest rate hikes by the end of the year from the ECB. And just contrast that with the expectations for the Fed, which is expected to raise interest rates 10 or more times or, or, or the equivalent of 25 basis point hikes. So very sharp central bank divergence being driven by uh, fears of a recession and energy prices in Europe is what's driving the euro to a five-year low as we speak today. Uh, just moving across the channel, uh, I want to hit the pound here a little bit as well because, again, at the lows here, again, it seems to be kind of getting hammered as well. As you're looking at the pound, is, is this a little bit of the bleed from the euro into the pound as well, or is there something else that's kind of continued to weakening the pound uh, versus the dollar? Yeah, I would say it's 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 more of a, a diluted version. That that channel <laughs> uh, obviously provides a geographic limitation, but I think the, the UK economy, especially after Brexit, is at least slightly more insulated from the mainland European economy. And as a result, we're seeing uh, a dilution of, of the risks crossing that channel. So the, the Bank of England is, you know, maybe raising interest rates less aggressively than many had hoped at the beginning of the year, but still on that tightening path. That's allowing the pound to relatively outperform the euro. But it, again, it's still getting caught up in this freight train of U.S. dollar strength, which, as I mentioned at the top, is the dominant story and could well be the dominant story as we move into the summer. Matt, I've got one more question here for you about the currency market before I get into the U.S. GDP number comes out there. It, it actually has to do, I should say, currency markets, and it's more of those agricultural or commodity-based, I should say, uh, 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 currencies. I'm talking Australian dollar, New Zealand dollar, Canadian dollar. All of them have really gotten hit in the last sort of week or so as you know, as they had had a little bit of a rally into them along the way with these increased current, uh, these increased agricultural and commodity prices. As you're looking here, is this the trend to see as well that these now commodity-based currencies are gonna be trending to the downside? Or do you feel as though this just was a sort of quick little sell-off that's occurred here then there's some opportunistic buying that may come into the market? Yeah, that sell-off really comes down to risk appetite. As we've seen in, uh, and as you covered at the top, in stock markets, we're just seeing fears of, of a recession, of over-tightening by the Federal Reserve that um, is leading to traders uh, pulling back some of their more aggressive trades. And in the currency markets, uh, among the majors at least, that's buying those commodity dollars. So they caught that initial bid at the breakout of the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict. But now as risk aversion is coming into the market, traders are pulling back a little bit of their positions there. 
in my opinion, I still think those commodity dollars will be relatively strong compared to the mainland European currencies or the Japanese yen, as we discussed earlier, uh, though they might not be able to hold at current levels versus the U.S. dollar. That's at least where we could see some relative strength in the FX market. Nope, that makes total sense here, Matt. As I, before I let you go here really quick, U.S. GDP number, I know it's on your radar here. What are you looking for at this number when it comes out here at the bottom of the hour? Yeah, about 15 minutes. And uh, I think a lot of people who haven't been following the numbers might be a bit shocked by uh, what we see here. So we've, we obviously saw very strong economic growth throughout 2021. Now we're comparing to very that very strong economic growth. And the consensus expectation is for 1.1% annualized GDP growth in the US. That'll obviously compare very negatively to the 8% trailing inflation rate that we've seen. And I think, in fact, that there are even downside risks to that 1.1% inflation forecast here in 15 minutes. Uh, what we've seen is a big deficit from the US, far larger than expected. That means that net exports are likely to be a big drag on GDP. And uh, one point supporting that is the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now tracker. This is a, a model that tries to estimate what GDP will be. That's coming in at 0.4%. So I think there's risk of a sub 1% reading in GDP. And, and certainly if that tips into negative, that could uh, spark another round of risk aversion across markets. Well, Matt, I really do appreciate you stopping by, sharing some great insights into the currency markets, the dollar, and thinking about this GDP number that comes out here a little bit later this morning. Thanks for coming by today. My pleasure. Thanks. Everyone, that's Matt Weller, Global Head of Research at Forex.com and City Index.